0: It is the Ozone. I am your host, Omar Miller. And let me tell you something. I listened to the Atomic Dog about two days ago, and I just can't get it out of my head. I'm going to just let it run for about a minute underneath what's going on, because George is just too funky. I mean, there's an untied dog out (laughs) on the (laughs) streets. What can you do? He ain't your average. Ordinary hound. Oh, I mean, hold on a second. Just... Man, it's ice cold. I don't even, I, we need to do a music podcast and bring on the great George. Right. Bye, George. I think we've got it. I'm here with my brother from the same mother, Terry Miller. How you doing today, Icons? I'm pretty funky and fresh. Ooh. Because, because of, of the atomic a dog. <laughs> Wow. What a week in sports. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening. We've been out on the road getting some sun, drinking some vino, living the rich man's life, apparently. It was nice to stand in for somebody else for a little bit. And uh, we got a lot to cover. We have a major announcement of retirement in uh, NASCAR. We have Aaron Hernandez. And we have a very interesting take from a caller who has a, a lot of insight and a lot of questions that seem like they just can't be answered. A lot of things have changed in the NBA. The Bucks are looking suspect. Rondo got hurt and the Bulls fell apart. The Grizzlies and the Hawks are showing heart, which is pretty surprising. We got to talk about the Anthony Joshua Klitschko fight coming up. A couple fighters uh, fought this weekend. Uh, Porter Berto, Gabe Rosado, I heard, got cheated. NFL draft: Starling Marte. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all happening. So let's just get it out. Sound like it's action packed. It is. Action Jackson. And the thing that I want to start with is... Are you Negro Damas, or is there a script that the Clippers have to have? I see you. Are you levitating right now? Oh, oh my God. Somebody <laughs> get Deepak Chopra in there. So, look, it's, uh, it's like a script for the past few years, folks. The Clippers start off hot. They make us believers. I told you guys. Yeah, I mean, we can go back to the October and November episodes of the podcast <laughs> and the icons never bought in. I will give you a lot of credit for that because credit is due. And you thought they needed to blow up the team back then. But and now everybody's that, saying the same thing. That that Doc Rivers has got to go and so on and so forth. And now I mean I mean, I think our our listenership is growing on the ozone because everybody's echoing the sentiments of the icons. You have to. And they fell apart. Blake Griffin has hurt his big toe, and I mean immediately they go in for an MRI, and he's pronounced to be out for the rest of the postseason. And I'm talking about before the MRI results came back, the, the articles were out about how he should be looking for a new home. Do you think that's fake news? I don't think that's fake <laughs> it's news. Real news. I think is is what's was real, baby. It was real. And then uh, and I my but here's the thing. in going to watch the clippers play a few times this season i've been blessed to be on the wood a couple times i've watched the games from multiple vantage points i've been in the suite i've been on the wood i've been that right at eye level like the press box i hate to say it but it looks like when the ball gets to blake griffin it kind of goes into a black hole kind of scenario now blake's numbers are insane when you look at blake's numbers you know, you're seeing a guy that puts up, I think, I don't know, 25 a night, 26 a night. Probably gives you, probably gives you a double double every night. But when you watch in the t- context of the game, when they win, the ball moves. Chris Paul moves the ball. Uh, Babute moves the ball. Jamal Crawford moves the ball. DeAndre Jordan gets touches. And when they lose, the ball gets stagnant, and the Clippers seem like they go brain dead. Now, my theory is that the Clippers could actually use this to play better. Without Blake and show because every single time I wish I had the numbers on this. Every time that Blake has gotten hurt or that Chris has gotten hurt, DeAndre Jordan's numbers usually go through the roof. Sort of like that Golden State Warrior Kevin Durant situation, right? I don't I mean, know. I mean, Golden State just walked through the Portland like they weren't even there. They just put up forty five and a quarter on Portland. So yeah. I don't. You know. Kevin Durant wasn't there either. What are you talking about, Kevin Durant? Play last night, yeah, but I'm talking about through the series. He's not been there, but let's go he back only, to the, only, Let's go back to the Clippers, yeah, we'll back, back he, to the Clippers. But he, he only missed one game. With the, uh, um, but with the Clippers, it's I mean every year it's the same thing. It's now, do you the no, same what, but, soup warmed over? No, but what, they, what's your take? But <laughs> what's your take on this situation now with potentially? To see, because they came back and won that game. They were losing that game when Blake got hurt and Chris Paul did his thing right. and they came back and won. But those were a couple of miracle shots that he made and all that kind of stuff. What you need to do is to dismantle this squad and start from the pick a couple of players that you want to build around, whether it's Blake, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, whoever it is, and build around that person with a scheme. Doc Rivers really doesn't, he's been riding off of that championship that he, that he won, but that's fine but it really doesn't work. What he's put together out there doesn't work. Those guys aren't gelling. They are not magellan, and I don't know what happens because on paper, the Clippers have a crazy squad. They have one of the best squads in the league, for sure, on paper. But what I'm telling you is is I believe tonight's match is the rubber match because it's 2-2. I believe who wins this game is going to win the series, and I actually think the Clippers are going to win this game at home tonight, and I think that they're going to get through this round. I really believe that. And and I think it's because DeAndre Jordan is going to be more part of the offense. I think that because DeAndre is going to get so much attention down low, JJ Reddick's going to have a chance to shoot. Jamal Crawford's going to have a chance to get loose. And Lubamute, I think, is really really underrated. He he doesn't get the attention. I think it's because he has a hard name to pronounce. <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's he's when you watch the games, he's an impact player, man. He always has been. But the thing of it is, he can never find a home where he literally starts all the time. And, right, and you know. So he becomes a role player. But the thing of it is, it's more than that. I don't think that the Clippers are going to win tonight. You don't I, think they're going to win the series very, or tonight? No, I, don't, I would be very surprised. So now they lose tonight. Say the Clippers lose tonight <laughs> and they lose the series. They get out in the first round. You think it's a 100% chance they blow up the team? Everybody keeps talking about bombers thinking about taking it back home. And you which know what? I, don't, I don't know. I don't those, believe that. I don't know where those rumors are coming from right. because he's got kids; they're enrolled in school, and all you know. I don't. know. You know, for a billionaire, that's not really a big deal. But I don't know. School's pretty serious. All right, <laughs> the children are our future. We must teach them well and let them lead the way and show them all the beauty they possess. Is that original? No, I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. That was not a freestyle. <laughs> One love to Whitney Houston. But uh, now, I don't think he's going to leave either. I think there's a much better chance that they actually blow up the team. They almost lost DeAndre Jordan last year. I actually think they did the right thing to go, like, plead for him to come back. And they knew that this was a now or never scenario. But he wasn't gelling with Chris Paul at that point. Well, what the rumor has always been is that Chris Paul and Blake don't get along. I think that it's the, the Bermuda Triangle that none of them really get along. Really, and it's sort of obvious with the way that they play because all of them have above average talent, and for you not to be able to win with that type of team with blah, 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 with that type of team. Rewind selector. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that they they don't buy into whatever it is that Doc is selling. And so, so now is is a Doc. I don't know about that because uh, I don't, you just said because the diggity Doc. No, I didn't. I said I don't believe that they mm. buy into what he's selling. That's not me saying that it's Doc. Now. You have to have your players. This is the thing about professional sports. You're talking about guys. It's not like you can discipline them by making them run lines. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul are going to start every night, whether they get along, whether, you know. But, but see, you can discipline them because he's the one who's in charge of everything. So you could say for the better of the team – me, myself, if I'm the coach, and say that I'm going to sit blank, I'm going to sit Chris Paul. Yeah, but the guy's putting up... I mean, I understand it's a real conundrum. Yeah. The guy's putting up 28 and 10 or whatever it is. You can't put him... on It doesn't make sense. I'm just saying that in the flow of the game, obviously something has to change. They got to change something. Did Austin Rivers come back is my question. You know what? I don't know about that. Because he told me that he was coming back in game three or four uh, when I was sitting on the bench and... I don't know if he came back because he makes a big difference to the team as well. Yeah. He and carried the load when Chris Paul was down. Sure did. It, be, it was him and DeAndre Jordan. And An admirable job. Very admirable job. Gummer's job. But uh, I don't know, man. And now the only thing that I think would save anything is if somebody else got hurt. And the last couple of years, you know, last year you had both of them get hurt, Chris and Blake. And obviously nobody expected them to win once Chris and Blake got hurt. Right. This year Blake is hurt. I think they can still get into the next round and then figure out what to do. Then oh I, I say the Clippers will what, what pur- win tonight. What purpose the does Clippers serve? are going to win in a tight one tonight. This is that's my prediction. What purpose does it serve if they win anyway? The sacrificial lambs, dude. Well, in that case, why do you even play the first round? You know that the, 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 the I, I boarders, agree. Yeah, you know it's a you're, you're you're being unrealistic here. The league is trying to get their money, and you know what? The the fans of the eight seeds do deserve. Uh, to get a couple playoff games, so they can feel that atmosphere, which hopefully motivates the players to actually step their game up in f- future years. I felt bad for Portland because if their big man doesn't get hurt, that's a whole they're having a whole different season. Yeah, you can tell that how, the impact that he has huge impact. I mean, and these other young kids that they have like Harkless and them, they just need you know to grow a little bit. They need to grow up a little bit, you know. And once they get mature in the game, they'll be be an impact. It'll be an impact in the game, right? So now tell me this. Who do you think has less help? Damian Who Lillard. do you think that Damian Lillard or. Damian, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. Or Westbrook has less help. Is by far Damian Lillard. He Russell doesn't have w- any help. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard is playing with the four guys in this room right, right. now. And I'm not holding my weight. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, I'm definitely not he holding is, my uh, Steph Curry busted me up last night. <laughs> It is not enough. Yeah, but he doesn't have anything. He has C.J. McCallum, which is another small guy. Yeah, you well, he's ha- got a lot of heart, but yeah. he's, he's not. You can't win with two little dudes. Makes you wonder Especially why they Lamar- got rid of Mason Plumley. Forget about Mason. They got rid of LaMarcus Aldridge. I never understood that move because they understand. had a, they had a two man tandem that was serious, vicious, vicious. Wow. and then if you they gave they gave the Spurs problems, right? And then if vicious you add Nurkic to that squad, you have a three piece and oh, Biscuit. No biscuit. You don't even need the biscuit. You don't even have Okay. I mean, so I like the bread myself. So that it's not nice good for you though. Buttered biscuit. I don't believe that either. Carbs. Carbs been keeping people alive for thousands of years, bro. Complex carbs. Complex carbs. I think uh, I don't think Jesus leavened his bread to be gluten free. <laughs> he could have leavened it to, to levitate. He could have. He, he could have. You know, he could have ran Steve. <laughs> he could have done whatever he wanted to do. He could have ran it however he wanted. So. um OKC squeaked out one game, but it looks like a foregone conclusion that they're going to perish uh, probably tonight to Houston. Thank goodness. I'm uh, sick and tired of the Russell Westbrook show. Uh, you're sick and tired of everything. This is just, ladies and gentlemen, angry black. What's going on? At your service.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm giving a skirt, skirt.
0: These are my These are my fancy shoes. I never get to wear these. These actually had dust on them in the, in the closet. Nice. And these are, I love these patent leather Air Forces. Mm-hmm. They're so fly, but... Never Did you get, get to Nike win. to design those for you? Are no, no, ones? no. I actually got these at a store. The Foot Locker actually had a 15 and they got Velcro straps, and it's messing up the sound. So, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, if you hear that sound, that's what you. Sound know like he's on the me. court. That's how I may go start! You know, that's me leaving you in the dust. I'll meet you at the rim and dunk on you. <laughs> Low bridge. Oh, don't do it. I already got a bum <laughs> knee. So, uh, in not surprising news, the Cavs cruised and the Golden State Warriors cruised. Golden State has an easier path than the Cavaliers all the I ones agree. Ones. I mean, come on, dude. I wanted them to play against the Who are they going to play in the next round? They Houston, right? Are they playing Houston? That's a big What game? is it? Houston is number 3, so they will play the number 4, which will be the Clippers. Ugh. So they have an easy path. So even if it's not the Clippers, if it's the Jazz, they got an easy path. No, the pa- the Jazz are real. The Jazz are tough they're in They're just young. They're young, but they're tough in uh they're they, tough in Utah. Yeah, it's and it's they tough have to a win bench. They have a bench. I mean, what the Draymond Green's plays been above Oh I mean, man. Are you kidding? If this guy can refrain from kicking people in the balls, he is low key, he should be in the MVP talk. And yeah. he's not. Because his numbers don't necessarily you need to watch the game to recognize the greatness of Draymond Green. Because right. it's not going to show up all the time in the numbers. All the little things that he does to, to you know for that squad? Man. Come on, man. He's a force. He's on the ground. He's blocking shots he's from up behind. Above, the he's above the rim. He's above the rim. He's blocking shots chest to chest. Yeah, he's, he's blocking dumps. He's being up. I mean, come on. I mean, the defense is really what takes. And it the looks like he's got top. some of that dirty play out of his system, which is great. Yeah. Good for you, Draymond. Because it takes away from his game. Which is fantastic. Yeah, he has a great game. I would. If, if you asked me to pick a player on that squad to be on my squad, it would be Draymond. I agree. Oh, I would go with Clay Thompson. But then shortly after that, I would go with Draymond. Only I'm problem Klay Thompson can't give you it like Draymond does on both sides. No, he's, no, I agree with you He's what like, like Dennis saying. Rodman with offense. He's like Dennis Rodman with offense. Except for the reason I can't roll with Draymond on that team is because he's undersized. And I think... Well, Dennis Rodman was undersized. No, he wasn't. Dennis Rodman was 6'9". 6'8". But... but I don't know that about is, that. That inch is real. It is real. That is Hedwig and that angry inch. But I, but my thing is, is I don't know if I don't know if Draymond at six five, six six, is really. You get a kid like a Hassan Whiteside or a center that actually has a bone to and pick. He's shut down. <laughs> he's not playing, but we that. see it we see it all the time. Come on, man. And it's not Draymond's fault. This no, is, this just, how the game is designed. Yeah, because then he turns into the five for their squad and and then he's in the tru- he's in trouble. Yeah. But JaVel McGee is giving them a lot on the meat. Yeah, but when you get to a, a series where they somebody has a center, like if they have to play against the Spurs with all those seven footers out there, JaVel McGee is going to disappear, dude. That's gonna be interesting to see. I, I, but the Spurs have to get through the Grizzlies. This is the same thing that happens every year. It's a different Spurs team, and it's the same Spurs team. Why are the Spurs struggling with the Grizzlies? Not that the Grizzlies well, well, no, aren't real. This is a serious matchup problem for it's them. It's a matchup problem It's a for matchup them. problem. That's exactly who they didn't want to yeah, play in the first place. that's who they didn't need to play. And that's who they're playing. <laughs> and, they could, and, and, and if the script holds true, like the Clippers falling apart, what's supposed to happen next is this series between the Spurs and the Grizzlies goes seven games. The Spurs lose. And then the Grizzlies, somebody's going to get hurt on the Grizzlies so that <laughs> whoever they play in the next round actually gets a walk. And the Grizzlies give the, that jump shooting team over there a serious problem. All jump shooting teams because they got the meat to slow you down. Yeah, and grab boards. And so then you, you got to you know, play. Then they got <laughs> half man, half amazing out there. He's about 120 years old, still dunking on people. Yeah. Vinsanity. Man, It's a, it's just, to me, the teams that are surprising me right now are the Grizzlies, and the Hawks. I thought the Hawks were going to roll over to the Wizards. Hawks finished, dude. I know they're tired. I mean, they've, they've won two straight. They, they've, they've held home court. Yeah. I don't have any Bruh. faith in the Hawks. I'm just saying. Yeah. All I'm saying. And is, what know. did I tell you about the Bucks? The Bucs are real, but Jason Kidd is their biggest problem. Well, I can't blame Jason Kidd for getting blown by 30 or 40, whatever it was that happened last night, though. Jason Kidd has to make the adjustments. The players have to make the adjustments. When you get blown, the coach definitely needs to make the adjustments, but the players have to make the adjustments. With the way that they dominated them in those those uh, first couple games, mm-hmm. or the fr- games one and three, well, they there's made no the reason adjustments, though. they made the adjustments, yeah. and that's why they're high seed. Uh huh. It's where they why they're high seed. I really don't see anybody that the Cavs don't want to play. Other than the Bucks, other than the Bucks, and, and and the Wizards, I don't think the Cavs really want to see the Wizards. The Wizards I think aren't really a problem because I Aldo Porter is falling apart now. He's got a stiff neck, and hey, got he Bradley. slept the wrong way. He's in the pillow. What do you wall. want from him? Come on, dude, they're not going to do anything. I just want to watch the Rockets play. I'm I really don't care about a D'Antoni product like that. Now, what did D'Antoni say? You, I, I heard you say an interesting quote oh, wait, earlier. Wait, you have to let me find that. You got me out oh. because the Rockets. I, I am interested to see. In this new NBA, I never thought the Warriors would be able to win the championship the way just jump shooting their brains out, and they probably wouldn't have if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt. Now you're talking about another jump shooting team, which actually has the element of some serious uh, uh, big man play in the middle with Nene hilarious <clears throat> Yes, this is what Mike D'Antoni says, that may, uh, Nene is maybe the best center in the league. And, and when you watch the games, not on TV, but if you watch the games up close, you might feel the same way, because he's a problem. He is a problem. He's, he's a, on the board. An athletic seven footer. He's dominating uh, uh, defensively. Yeah. Even other guys, like when he was playing against DeAndre Jordan, he's keeping DeAndre Jordan on the ground. That's unbelievable, and that's all technique, footwork. You know, that's yeah. a, that's fundamentals. That's knowing how to play. Yeah. That's knowing how to play. And, and, and so a team like the Rockets, you can see them giving a, a team like Golden State a problem, but eventually Golden State will wear them down. Although. You know, it matters in this context whose jumper is wet at the time because they're both jump shooting teams and they both want to run the floor. But you you figure Draymond Green into the equation and Draymond Green would be the X factor. And I want to see if, uh, you know what, I want to see if James Harden actually steps up because I've watched a few national games where he folds. Yeah. Against Golden State. Against Golden State. But so uh, I think he might have a little bit more confidence now because they Dan- made him the man. Yeah, then Tony came in there and made him the man. It's not even in question. If I was Steve Kerr, I would put Draymond Green on, on him. That's who would guard him. And so, I would give him. I don't fits. think I don't think Draymond Green can guard him. Nobody can guard him with the way that they call the league now. But yeah. Draymond Green can muscle him up. Because now, no, I'll, but you would get Draymond Green filed out of the game. I ain't gonna get him filed out. I'm I'm the champ. Jay, Draymond can't control himself. He he has so far. <laughs> He's an untied dog. <laughs> He's an <laughs> uh, untied dog <laughs> out there walking the street. Ain't your average ordinary hound. <laughs> Man, that man! Don't even get me started. I might have to bust back into it. That atomic dog is vicious. Uh, yeah, zoom, boom. boom, boom. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next round. Let's say that much. And I think that the Rockets do best to get this series over with, so that they actually have some extra rest. You know, mm-hmm. even though you play once a week in the NBA in the playoffs, right. so you should have plenty of rest. But um, interesting on that front. Now, did you see this thing with the NBA where they uh, where they came out and said that LeBron James' three shouldn't have counted the other day? Yeah, but he travels all the time. They know <laughs> that. <laughs> Why is it like, oh, my God, LeBron James traveled? They just admitted it, though. For some reason, that was a big deal for them. Dude, all these superstars have some kind of special move that's their move that's illegal. Yeah. Magic Johnson used to travel all the time. A lot of guys used to travel. Yeah. A lot of guys still travel. Nobody travels like they travel now, though. Now it's just... It's blatant. I mean, the guy's taking five, six steps. Crazy. (laughs) Why not? Nobody's calling it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, there's that. And then you also on the NBA front, you have, uh, man, it looks like Steve Kerr hasn't ruled out not coming back. Right. His (laughs) back is a serious problem. Did you see this? He just literally came out and said, anybody with back problems, do not get the surgery. Wow. And he's not the only person I've ever heard say that. No, not at all. Not at all. Even doctors. I've heard yeah. doctors yes. say that. Back surgery is really rolling the dice. And you can either, even end up worse than what you were before. Uh, seems like you have a higher percentage chance of getting worse than you do of getting better. Right. Which I'll pass on. I definitely will pass. I'll take that El Paso. I will take the route to El Paso, <laughs> Texas. I don't want back problems at all. Uh, but you know what I do want? What? is some new fresh clothes from the 5.4 club. You must have took a peek at my shirt. Or you must have took a peek at my olive jacket. Ooh. Went olive oil tasting this weekend and it made me think of my 5.4 jacket. It was fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, head over to five4club.com use promo code Omar and you will get money off of your first month where you will get a professionally curated and stylized wardrobe sent to your doorstep every single day, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe not every day, but every month you'll get a box of clothes that's worth more than $150. And eventually you'll have a pretty fly wardrobe. 5-4-Club.com. Life meets style. So uh want to move on and want to get into baseball. Why would you do that? Because I want to talk about... Obviously, there's some interesting uh, situations in the league right now as far as the records go. People are, you know, teams are. Some teams are overperforming. Some teams are underperforming. Some of the stalwarts are not doing what they're supposed to do. The Giants are underperforming. There's a lot of teams that are underperforming. Um, but the thing that I want to talk about is why is it that when a guy shows up and does his job, everybody gets to subliminally hint. That he's on PEDs, right? Let's talk about this kid, Eric Thames, out in Milwaukee. The kid is hitting bombs left and right. I was I was talking about it earlier with someone, and I was talking about this guy is playing like you look at Strawberry used to play. He's pulling the ball and he's going the other way, that which makes is a, a problem. That makes a big difference in the way that you even pitch to. Sure does. You can't really write a good book on me. Not yet. I'm no, I mean, going to They're going to get, one but, gonna get one, but not yet because I'm willing to go the other way. And if you're not just swinging for defenses and getting in the gaps and taking your walks, you're going to be a problem. Going to be a problem. And, you know, uh, everybody's kind of intimating. There's been some major league uh, coaches and whatnot that kind of intimated that these these on something funny.
2: It's really not cool, man. He's the innocent until yeah. proven guilty, Damn. and I don't,
0: I don't appreciate just that. Just because you take a couple of bombs deep on your squad that threw a couple of bad pitches, you can't say, oh, man, this dude's on the juice. Exactly. No, throw your pitch. Yeah, it's hit your not. spot. Hit your spot. And, and stop acting like the South Korean league does is some wild, wild west where right. they don't test for juice it's, and right. so on it's and so forth. How about this? The, the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, is a legit league, and they use International Olympic Committee drug testing. The real, the real drug test. Meaning that he was tested regularly while he was over there, and he's already been tested here. So, so Anthony Rizzo, you know, kind of intimated how much he loved to play. To, he, he said out straight out how he much he loved to play with Strong Marte and pile around with him. And in this kind of situation, you don't know who's anybody could be juicing, right. and uh, and he's right, but that doesn't mean that everybody's juicing, right? And, and some this is some the guys are good. And some guys are just good. I have this this conversation with a friend of ours named Tony all the time where he's on Juice Watch 2017. <laughs> he swears... 16,
1: 17, 17, 17 18. Yeah.
0: He swears everybody that hits a home run is on the juice. And like most people, he never talks about the pitchers. Right. He never talks about any other idea that the guy actually just might be hot. Baseball is a streaky game. Yes. This is why nobody hits 400. It's yes. because eventually... Something happens. You eat a graham cracker in the morning, and it throws your swing off. Something happens. Anything can happen. Anything a can happen. Injury. And next thing you know, you go for a two for thirty three streak, and you're back down to reality, just like everybody else. This yeah, is but- why the averages always average out in the game of baseball. It's why you can count on Buster Posey hitting in the low threes. I think Manny Machado's betting like a buck and some change right now, which it means that he's due. <laughs> which means he's going to catch explode. fire. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what, just just insinuating that a guy's on the juice just because he's he- being successful or productive doesn't mean that he's not, you know, doesn't mean that he's on the juice. This guy probably went to Korea, worked on his game, looked like his physical, his uh-huh, his physical conditioning is at the next level right now, which is very, very important. And he's coming back and he's stroking the ball. And I'm going to tell you what else he's doing. He's got his shot to be in the show, right? and and he doesn't want to let that moment pass. And that goes a long way with, with competitive people. And the Brewers took a chance on him, and I'm sure that he knew that they were going to be testing him left and right he because Ryan Braun is him. on that squad as well. Yes, yes. And so, I don't know, man. I, just, I really wish people could just take the games for what it is. And if you want to talk about juicing, let's talk about juicing in the NBA. Right. Where nobody and talks football. about it. You know? And you got, and I mean, in tennis for that matter, you got people jumping on Mel Delona Lola Delon, Delon, Delon them. They say yeah, yeah. Maria Sharapova's band is over now. She's coming back oh, she's now. Be, to play. She's ready. Yeah, she's ready to get back in. I think she's going to be playing in Roland Garros, which it looks like the ozone may be broadcasting live from mm. in France. we oh, oui, oui, I will bring out <laughs> a little breeches and uh, maybe a little bit of wine, a uh, Bordeaux, huh? Yeah, Bordeaux region. Like this. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm tired of that because the league does test, and I'm with Anthony Rizzo. They should test more often. They could test more often. Um, it's a 15 minute test, but everybody that's good isn't on the juice. Yeah, Some but, guys are just good, but consistently testing like once a week or whatever wouldn't really do the job. I don't think once a week. Up the level, just like they do in Korea, and then you would find the people who are doing it, whether they're microdosing or whatever. The the Olympic version of testing is the real version. Yeah, and that VADA. is legit, too. Yeah. So I don't know what the standard is in an MLB, but up your game. Now, I will say this that does not actually bode well for Eric Thames. Which is? Is that he could set the April record, which was set by... Alex Rodriguez <laughs> and Albert Pujols. <laughs> but uh, Albert Pujols was adamant when his thing came up. And and when Jack Clark said he was on the juice, he literally went to sue him. And he still put up 30-something bombs last he's year. So up, I, yeah, he's putting I, up bombs. I can front on Albert Pujols. But yeah. we know what happened with Alex Rodriguez. Um, and, you know, how about this situation with Madison Bumgarner Giants fans or Dodger fans? Uh, the Dodgers fans are very, very happy. But he hurt the squad. You're talking about somebody hurting the squad. Come on, dude, on a dirt what bike. What are you doing? You, riding you, can't, dirt you bike can't control yourself? The season? He's an untied dog. <laughs> He's out there walking the street. <laughs> he ain't your ordinary house. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. I'm <laughs> I, sorry, man. got to have it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> dog. Oh. For the dog that keeps his tail will be busy. Move forward to the untied dog. Why must I feel like that?
0: Why must I chase the
3: cat? Nothing but the dog in me. Why
1: must I chase the cat?
0: Why is he the untied dog? I don't know who untied him. I <laughs> heard. I don't know, but the dirt bike tied him down. I can tell you that much. What are you doing during the season riding a dirt bike? You can't wait. How much is he making a year? $20, $30 million? Like 30, 30 <laughs> mils. That's And a lot you more. can't wait to ride your dirt bike in the offseason? Come on, dude. I'm stud, dude. Well, you stud your you, – and they don't Six know how he eight weeks. Yeah, and they don't know how he's going to come back when so he what come did back. So what did he hurt? Something in the shoulder, I think. No, he hurt his arm? I'm pretty sure. That's why he can't pitch. Oh, I thought he like the the let's, dirt bike. I thought he got classic dirt bike where the dirt bike fell on him. Giants' or Madison like that. Bumgarner revealed he injured his shoulder in a dirt bike accident. Now I will say this: kudos to say? Madison Bumgarner for just telling the truth, for manning up, and not going out like uh, Vernon Littlefield on ballers and acting like when he popped his Achilles, he wasn't out playing paintball. Right. <laughs> well, you know what though? He knows that they're not going to cut him. Or that they're not going to take. Yeah, his Yeah, he's cheese. the man. Yeah, he's the man. So they're not going to take his cheese. But some of the lower tier guys, have to lie about it. Who was that cat that was in that? Was it Clint Barbers or whatever? One of those guys in Colorado a few years ago, remember, heard it, broke his arm falling down after he went deer hunting or something? I do remember that. But then also uh, across the bay, I think that was the beginning of the end for Monte Ellis when he hurt himself on a dirt bike. And that's what like paved the way for them to move him and be build around Steph Curry. right. Which is pretty interesting. I, th- I think what else is pretty interesting is the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds are they've they've cooled down a bit. The three and seven in the last ten, but. Man, oh, man, they were playing some good baseball for a little. That Still playing of, good baseball. Yeah. They got a lot of kids, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it together. I like Amir Garrett. I picked him up on my team. What did he do to you yesterday? Gutted. <laughs> <laughs> he, I got the pay. He made me pay for picking him up. Neg what? 15. Ooh, Neg 15. Got it. I looked at my score thinking I had some good money, and Damn. I had like six. <laughs> I think somebody might have hit four bombs in a cycle, and I still only had six points because Amir Garrett got gutted. Why the hell don't you take him out of the game when he's With nine Ernie's? Nine earned runs? Take him out of the game! Nine Ernie's, Are you You're good? messing up my fantasy team, coach. <laughs> Get him out of the game. He's messing up the kid's psyche. Nine Ernie's? Nine Ernie's. I bet you Amir Garrett's never given up nine earned runs in his whole life. It's not even in Little League. Garrett, definitely not in Little League. These are nine Ernie's. These are nine, nine <laughs> earned runs. These are not— Yeah, this is his, not— His ERA was— Minimal now he's at like five point six or something like that five oh six on your FM dial yeah and the Colorado Rockies are doing what you said they were going to yeah. do sir <laughs> the Colorado Rockies are real everybody real. wants to act like they're not real all they needed to do was score away from Colorado and they're a problem they have a all back-head. they needed to do was pitch yeah. I felt like even more so than scoring away from Colorado well, they, they, they have to well pitch. if you go if you go into Colorado you're going to have a slugfest they're willing to slug with anybody even Clayton Kershaw's on the mound sure are but. When they leave Colorado, they had a problem. Nolan Arenado puts up numbers everywhere. Doesn't and now you all price. you need a, is a couple of other guys to do that. Mark Reynolds is picking it up. Yeah. yeah. How about the resurgence of Mark Reynolds? Yeah. So they're the real deal. I, I think and they're the going to be there. are sub-500. Oh, oh, man. In what place? Third place? I mean, it's early. You don't gloat too much yet, <laughs> t You still have a, still I got a good 140 <laughs> games <laughs> left uh, before yeah. you start dancing. <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays have completely fallen apart. They, they were destined to fall apart. Uh, especially when they traded off all the talent. <laughs> right. They didn't even trade apart. him. they just lost them, right? He just lost them. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a bad... So you saved some money on Joey Bats. You happy? And now, <laughs> you got, now, yeah, you got Joey Bats. Now Tula Witsky's hurt. Well, Tula's uh, Edwin, on a on the downslide. Of course. Edwin Encarnacion is, is now playing in Cleveland. Banging the ball. David Price is in Boston. Yeah. Uh, you know, what What do you got? You got Aaron Sanchez out there, and you got Marcus Stroman, who's a stud. But you need some help. Those guys need some help. The bullpen's not in order. Bullpen is not up to code. Line up is suspect. I don't know. It's checkbook, credit card. Yeah, it's not really a Toronto package usually. You don't usually get that in Toronto Blue Jay baseball. And somebody who's actually been playing, in my opinion, well in his comeback— is uh, Kung Fu Panda just landed on the DL? Unfortunately, yeah, messed up that knee. Yeah, which sucks because I'm really rooting for him. Yeah, I want him to get back to his greatness because he is a clutch ball player. He's a big time ball player. Big-time he's a guy that player. you won the World Series with you. Yeah, he he's sure the does. guy I want in the trenches. I mean, kids, you want this guy in the trenches with you? Okay, you want him in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> and your boy Yasiel Puig is still playing well. He's playing okay. He's not playing well. He just gunned down somebody at the plate last night. He showed one of his tools. Yeah. You can't use them all. You can't pull every tool out the toolbox air and night. Right. It's true. That's yeah. not how it goes. But I see that that uh, batting average is starting to do. That's everybody does that. Why are you singing about it? That's just what we were just talking about. Everybody's about, about yeah, everybody but it's different with him because he's the guy that needs to keep his batting average above sea level and he needs to hit some bombs this year to prove his point. I don't know if he's got He to, doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of room to play with now. I don't know if he's got to prove anything when you have a forty-one million dollar deal. When you're from the island, did you know that supposedly you can just hop on a plane to Cuba now? By the way, that's what I heard. What are you drinking over there? <sighs> oh, I'm drinking life. I'm drinking Gorilla Life, life in Apollo. a bottle. Wow. Three ingredients: chlorophyll, filtered water, and maybe agave if you like it. And if not, if you're nasty, go to gorillalife.com. Get yourself some life in a bottle. And Drink Life. It's really good, folks. Really good for you. It helps to uh, purify your blood. It just It's just solid. I don't know what else to tell you. This is good for your protein shakes. It's good to get your skin right. It's the reason that I don't wear makeup on TV. Gorilla Life. Life in a bottle. Yeah, but what about Matt Barnes throwing at uh, Manny Machado's head? Because of a hard slide on Pedroia. I mean, Why do you look surprised? Why do you look surprised? Because it's the slide that Manny Machado did wasn't dirty. It was a clean slide, and you're not supposed to go and give somebody a dose in their head. You can kill the dude, and not only that, you can ruin his career. And and Dustin Pedroia and Manny Machado had a discussion about it, and, and Dustin Pedroia apologized to him. Yeah, I saw it. But yeah. if I'm the pitcher, and when I was a pitcher, I was mean, I couldn't care less about Manny Machado's career. But you would throw it at his head. Oh, shit, well, the way that my shoulder is, i like, hey, I don't know where it's going. Go I don't know where it's going nowadays. But <laughs> no, I mean, I you know, give him a dose in his back, in his butt, or something. But headhunting? on head is not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. You seem pretty incensed about it. Yeah, it's not cool, man. You can't hit anybody in the dome. You can, but it's not cool. It's not cool. What else is not cool is the saga that's going on with Aaron Hernandez. Want to play a call? We got to. Caller that called in, and she has some very interesting points uh, about the situation.
2: Hey, my name is Ashley. Um, I'm just so frustrated with the whole Aaron Fernandez case and situation. I think there's a lot more people to blame for what happened to him and his lack of development into a mature mature adult uh, from the NCAA. Because clearly he was up to no good when he was in college. And then for him to be awarded, um, rewarded, um, a 40 million dollar deal by the NFL and not have any proper programs in place to development, to develop him as a of individual in society to be productive and to give back is frustrating. I'm also frustrated with the whole fiancé. Well, is she the fiancé Because supposedly they broke up around the case when it was going on? So were they together or not together? What involvement she has, because she's a crucial witness to what happened and what the motive was. And we don't know the motive, so forever we'll be speculating. What what was he thinking? Did he kill himself so that she'd be able to have money to be able to take care of that child? Was this all a, a ploy? Was he being controlled? Was this like a drug bill going wrong? Was this so that he can have her and her sister? I mean, you're always going to have speculation, but the problem is there's no motive. You have Ordell's family who is in mourning and who's hurting and a little girl who's going to grow up around potentially shaped people and without a cat.
0: So, we need answers. Ashley, thank you for the call. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. There's a lot of disturbing, confusing pieces to this story. Very, very complex. And now they're intimating that there was a Newsweek article that came out. Former Patriot star and Super Bowl champion, I do believe, Aaron Hernandez who, in my opinion, was better than Gronk. He was better than Gronk. Got convicted of murder, murder of a man named Odin Lloyd, who was the boyfriend of his sister, I do believe, and just recently got acquitted for two other murders. Now, as the caller stated, the NCAA needs to be somewhat held responsible for this. I mean, a guy gets in trouble in college... It's hard to say. I can predict that he's an actual killer or serial killer or whatever, but you know, with the NCAA always trying to take the moral high ground, and that's like their—that's always their argument for not paying kids. And we're giving you education, and we're forming you as a man, and we're doing all this great stuff for you. And your scholarship is the, the key to your livelihood, not only in athletics but as a person. The system let him down. The system he, let him down. He fell through the cracks. He was never punished properly for this stuff. So in a certain sense, you could argue that he was incentivized to misbehave. Well, one of the biggest problems is that he lost his father early, you know? That's always a problem. Yeah, so that's going to cause him a problem in life in general. But he's playing a sport around a bunch of other men and has a coach there that oftentimes becomes the father figure. Yeah. Now, apparently the University of Florida, you know, he was involved in some serious problems. He was never able to shake The, uh, you know, the gang uh, uh, ties and thuggery ties that he had growing up. And what this article is trying to say is basically there's an investigation going on to see whether or not his sexuality was the reason for all of these murders at his adult phase, not not for any nonsense that he was involved in in college, but that this guy Odin Lloyd had uh, information That he was a homosexual, at which point he felt that that could get out and ruin his life, his career, his reputation as a tough guy. So he killed him. And the other guys who were there to dump Odin Lloyd's body all pointed to Aaron Hernandez as the trigger man. He did this work himself. Now, there's so much to be mined from this story. It's obviously the cautionary tale. Um, I don't even know where we begin I think you already started it with him losing his father. And now what's terribly ironic and tragic is that now his daughter has lost him. Right. And and this is a generational problem. This know? is a generational curse. And this is what they're talking about potentially that he killed himself while being acquitted of that other one and yet out on appeal. Not out, but on appeal to... uh for the Odin Lloyd conviction means that he didn't violate any clause because of some rule in Massachusetts state law that while you're on appeal, you revert back to the beginning of the case, which is innocent, which means that the new England Patriots still owe him his $15 million, which goes straight to his daughter. And he, she gets the pension as well. Now, I don't know uh, the legal scenario with the civil like, as far as, like, an O.J. Simpson scenario, as far as what happens with the civil case for him being responsible for Oden Lloyd's death. I also think, like the caller said, it's pretty interesting that nobody in Aaron Hernandez's family is speaking out to kind of clear his name, if you will, for these motivations and allegations. There's a few people speaking out, but the problem is, more so than anything, is why do they have to come out and speak out anyway? Because he's dead. So if you're dead, what does it matter? You know, after the fact, that's... That's it. It's done deal. Well, there's a couple things, I agree with that. But there's a couple things that I find pretty interesting. One, I am a constant conspiracy theorist. They say that there was for one, Aaron Hernandez is 6566. I don't even understand the jail cell that has a window and bars high enough where the 6'6, 260 pound man right. can hang himself unbeknownst to anybody. There's, there's talk about a guard missing his shift around the 2 o'clock time, and then they found him at 3 o'clock. All of this points to some funny business. And I tell you what, if I ever found myself in trouble, I think I would want this guy that's representing Aaron Hernandez to represent me because this guy is coming out swinging. He's saying it's funny business. He may have been murdered. Uh, there was nothing to, to say that he wanted to commit suicide. But then there's also reports that there was three notes that are suicide notes written to his daughter, his fiance and his supposed jailhouse uh uh boyfriend which is conjecture and 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 because they're not turning those letters over to anybody how long does it take to log and read the letter the letters <laughs> right give his daughter the letter give his girl the letter i don't i don't understand all of this stuff makes you lose faith in whether or not the system is telling you the truth why does it take so long i don't need to read the letter the letter wasn't addressed to me right but why does it take so long for the letter Aaron Hernandez wrote to his daughter or to his girlfriend or to the dude in jail? Why does that take so long to get to them? It it it, it screams out funny business. Yeah. And the defamation, you know, he's already been defamed. What else? I mean... Well, he's been defamed by his own, yeah, by his own doing. Because dad's murdered, yeah, in the, name, in the words of Deontay Wilder, <laughs> yeah. But but now, what are you gonna do? A smear can, a smear campaign on a dead dude? Well, what they're trying to say is is that there was also after the Odin Lloyd murder, he also transferred a large sum of money to this dude. He transferred to this dude uh, fifty thousand dollars. He transferred uh, some money to his fiance and some money to his daughter. So they're really trying to paint a picture here, and I'm always skeptical to believe the picture that's being painted. Um, so what do you think? You know, I can't call it. I don't I don't feel like all of the information is there, and I don't think we're ever going to know all the information, to be honest. But I think that the whole thing it can be taken as a lesson to all of the young men out there who are on a team. I remember playing baseball, and I was on a really good baseball team in high school. That won state championships and yada yada, and I remember every day the coach used to say, "It is a privilege, not a right, to be on this team." And it's a true story, he wasn't kidding. And we used to make fun of him about it, but when I actually got off the team, I realized that as well. And it's a it's a it's a real testament to everybody that's out there to recognize the scenario that you're in, especially if it's going well. You gotta count your blessings because this life, man, they can go left really, really quickly. Because this speaks to the other debate. Uh, I always felt like the Jaron Collins, I think it was Jaron Collins. Was it Jason or Jaron Collins that came out? Jaren, as the, Jason's brother. Yeah, so Jaron Collins came out, if you guys remember, a few years ago in the NBA as the first outed gay athlete. I always had a problem with that because he was no more in the NBA than I was Right. at, at that point of his career. he was. He didn't have a team. I felt like the teams picked him up for that. You know forward forward like just a, to exploit a, that issue a, 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 to a, to sell tickets to to get goodwill and so on and so forth um and it brings up the idea that nobody no players in their prime have come out as homosexuals and it says where we are still as a society with the stigma that's attached to homosexuality uh with with looking at it in the community with the black and Latino community. I mean this really plays out a lot like that movie Moonlight did. In the sense that there's a guy that's that's kind of posing as a tough guy, uh, and to to hide his his actual feelings and and sexual preference, and it's just unfortunate that people can't just be who they are. It's Jason Collins that was. It was Jason Collins. Yeah. It was Jason Collins, and it's unfortunate that people can't be who they are without this. Now I don't I have a better take though. I'd To lay it on, I thought the college take was great. It was, but I'm talking about with this homosexual issue. Why is it any of my business who you have sex with? None in my. I, I have nothing to do with Aaron Hernandez and where he puts himself. Yes, unless he's putting bodies in the ground. <laughs> exactly, which is which what happened like to old Lloyd, which is which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's just a it's a really I don't know, man. It's a it's a saga that if in 2012 you were watching, you were thinking you would never say to yourself, "Wow, this is going to play out like this." really makes you think about life cuz you don't know what's going to happen. And you would never think that this guy would be a serial killer pretty much. Yeah. You know, he's if, a- if that's what he was. I yeah. mean, what him being acquitted of that those last yeah, two true. murders, that's true. Really does cast a shadow of doubt about him. The guys that were the witnesses to his murder of Odin Lloyd all had personal vendettas against him and they stated as much. Right. So, it's always that catch twenty two of do you believe the criminal on the justice stand you know like do you it's a it's a tricky situation so but there was a there was something else that I thought in that article that was really really interesting that I haven't heard anybody talk about. They said that in his blood during the autopsy, there was presence uh of a synthetic marijuana wow that called k two that supposedly Some people can, it sounds like that Sherm stick, which being from Los Angeles, people on the West Coast, I actually never really heard many people talk about Sherm outside of California much. Yeah. But being- People getting wet. People getting wet. It's real. And then you run around also known as the <laughs> butt, butt naked. naked. Yeah. And you you literally guys are running around butt naked. It's happened to some celebrities you know. It's happened to all kind of people. And it's just a joint that's dipped in that wet. Yeah. And next thing you know, you lose your mind. People have killed, eaten other people. You have like, superhuman strength. You have superhuman strength. There's uh, several things that go the wrong way on that stuff. Now, that's what it sounded like K2 was. I could be wrong. But they said basically it can be smuggled into the prison written as a letter and the paper that it's written on can be dipped. And, and then the guy gets the letter. Chew it. Or and it? and and he consumes it some way or the other. So realistically, he could have Get Out of your mind. <laughs> could have bugged it out. He could have just bugged it out. And and now all now all you have is is conjecture and speculation about all the other mm. motives and they can paint the picture as however they want to paint it when the guy might have just been on some sort of narcotic uh, or or some sort of drug that literally had him out of his mind trying to eat people. Right. Right, There's a rapper that I used to love named Big Lurch from the Bay Area. That's a scary that, name. That, uh, that's why he was a, he's seven feet tall, seven foot tall rapper. And his name was Big Lurch. And what was even more scary was over there in the CPT off of Florence, I think it was off of Florence he was, he ended up eating his girlfriend. Ooh, Yes, he got wet. Tad to Sherm, and Big he ended hurt. up cannibalizing his girlfriend, uh, and and was awake for two or three days. Was found walking butt naked on Figueroa, and then they found his girlfriend ate up. And I do believe he had a nervous breakdown after the fact because he couldn't believe that he did that. He ate his girlfriend alive over a two or three day period. He, he killed her and he ate her. And this was all based on that synthetic marijuana slash embalming fluid slash you know uh, uh, PCP. That stuff is real, especially if you've ever seen anybody on it. It is so real. But man. I don't want none. You don't want none. I don't want none from that person, and I don't want none of that wet. <laughs> Keep mine dry. <laughs> I, I, I just give me well, some yeah, granola. Sauvignon Blanc. I give me a dry Riesling, <laughs> as we learned this weekend. I'll taste the dry Riesling. Oh, that's, mm. mm. oh, that's nice. Uh, is that notes. a dessert wine? There's that, no, it's not a port, but there are notes of hickory. It's <laughs> nice. Oh, Strawberry. Yeah, no oak. No, not, they're not on this one. The tannins weren't there. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, this Aaron Hernandez thing, I think, I put it like this. I think the saga tragedy, continues. I don't think that it's going to, I don't think this is the end of it. It's a serious tragedy. It's a serious I mean, just, tragedy. just the loss of life in general. All around. Yeah, all around. Look at his daughter, you know. And and I know that people feel like, a lot of people feel like that was payback or whatever. But, you know, life for life is, I mean, you can't stack on top of it, and you feel like somebody died, and that's going to make a situation better. It doesn't do anything; complicates life. Life is already complicated. Sure is, sure is. Especially if you sit in LA traffic. <laughs> Man. Is, you ain't lying, and that's real. Man, I mean, not to uh, uh, you know equate LA traffic with murder, but it's not far off. It's a murder of your time. It is the one eight seven on your time that I never get back. Uh, yeah. So we got a caller coming in right now. Uh, that wants to talk NFL draft.
3: Big O, what's going down,
0: man? AP from CLA Sports, live in the Ozone with Big O
3: and the Icons. How you feeling, man? What's good? Oh, man, I'm wonderful. I can't complain, man. This, this L.A. wind has blown all the, the smog away, you know what I mean? So it's a lovely day.
0: It's a lovely day. Keep your, keep your eyes covered because I think the allergies are trying oh, to kick goodness. up. But what else is lovely is this NFL draft. Now, we know that you have a, a recruiting service uh, CLA sports. Tell the people where to find you.
3: Oh, you can find us actually on college but you can find us across the board on, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at sports recruits. That's plural, both plural sports recruits. You can find us and, uh, tap in, man, leave a comment or tag us in your photos and show some love. Tap
0: in because we're talking about the plurality of talent in the NFL draft. Now, who's your favorite, uh, NFL squad?
3: You know I'm Raider Nation all day, man. So my last name is Plunkett. I grew up with uh, <laughs> my grandparents, you know, having season tickets to the Raiders in the '60s. So you know it's it's in the bloodline, man. I can't I can't turn on the squad. They can move to Vegas. Or uh, Afghanistan. I'm, I'm Raider Nation. I'm Raider Nation in Afghanistan. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know your boy Oh is had he's having a trial separation with him right now. That's what it is. We aren't fully divorced, but we're li- going to divorce. He we- told me back room, but well, gonna- I told you not to tell anybody. Hey, we're team. living in hey, separate man, We're living in separate deal. rooms you know
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you'll you be back, the They're going to reconcile, man. They're going to reconcile.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I caught her running around. I don't know if I can take her back. I, <laughs> as long as there's no video. As <laughs>
3: long as I don't see it. <laughs> I can dig it, man. You know, Al Davis is up there. You know, doing cartwheels and backflips and cussing everybody out. But hey, man, things happen.
0: But now, tell me this: so now, with that, with the Raiders being your favorite team, who do you think the Raiders should have their eye on in this draft, and who do you think is uh, the the biggest first round sleeper?
3: Ooh-wee. Um you know, I, you know, I always always come back to it. Uh, but you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll turn the turn the radar off on my boy Adoree right now and. And step it up with somebody else. I think uh, I think Deshaun Watson is is a big sleeper. You know, they got Trubisky up front. They you do know, pro- projecting him at number one, but I think on the biggest stage possible, uh, Watson has shown his worth, and he's a kid that we got to see for years. You know, at the Elite Eleven up in Oregon at the Nike Camp, we do that every year. And he just looks like he's so polished, man. So I think people are sleeping on Deshaun Watson. And
0: mm-hmm. he won the big game in the last second. You know, he showed up. That's, that's right. He showed up on the biggest stage possible. Yeah. The issue that I can see is his potential health because he's given me a little bit of the Robert Griffin III with, uh, with having multiple knee surgeries already. But I said that before the Alabama game, and he shut my mouth. Because he took some some hits in that game and got up like it was nothing, right? And he also seems like he's learned how to dodge big hits, and you're going to need right. that in the NFL. That's what Robert Griffin seemed like he wasn't able to figure out right. early. That's a, that's a yeah, very he, interesting he, he take. Wasn't.
3: And you know what? I'm going to throw somebody else out there, man, and and everybody's you know really really hard on this kid and I I can't justify anybody's actions in life you know or or, or never do I condone what happened with Joe Mixon but I think Joe Mixon is arguably the the most talented athlete and one of the best prospects in the whole draft you know watching him from a young age in high school and then watching how explosive he was at Oklahoma I think Joe Mixon is is gonna Hopefully, not hopefully, I think Joe Mixon is going to turn it around. I'm going to predict that Joe Mixon won't have any more run-ins. The kid did something insane, you know, something, you know, that's that's, that's pretty unforgivable, inexcusable. Um, But he was 18 years old, you know, there's no buts in it. But I'm just hoping and praying that the kid can turn it around and be that first example of somebody who almost went off the path. But but made the ship right um, and did well for themselves, man. So I'm praying for that kid.
0: Yeah, they're saying the Colts. uh, He's on the Colts draft board right now. Well, what's interesting is you just came in on the conversation, but we were just talking Aaron Hernandez, and one of the things that I was saying is the NCAA does this thing where they always take the moral high ground in the argument, saying we are giving you a scholarship which will make you a more well-rounded person as well as give you professional uh, uh, guidance and aspirations and the things that you can do outside of the athletic arena. What we were saying is the NCAA obviously let Aaron Hernandez down because he was involved in mischief in college and was never properly punished for it. So to a certain extent, you could think that he was incentivized and then in turn was made to feel invincible. When you look, right, a situation, well,
3: if you look at the NCAA, you can't even you don't get flagged for a dirty pee test, for example, for marijuana until your third one. You know? What wow, mean, teams. wow, I didn't know. You that. know what I mean? Certain teams, you, yeah, you don't get flagged until your third one. So that just goes to show you across the board the leeway, like you were saying, that they give the guys.
0: So you can be Chief Keefe twice, but the three strikes yeah. you're out. They're taking a baseball approach, but now and yes, now sir. with that, I have to wonder. Is everybody taking this, just like you're talking about, as a wake-up call? Because this thing with Aaron Hernandez is the most dire of the situations. It's the most, you know, this is unbelievable. You're talking about a guy who was at the top of athletics. This guy was catching touchdowns from Tom Brady and was real realistically was his number one target. And he went from – from running back, from, from the, He was unstoppable. Yeah. And he was great blocking. He was a yeah. great blocking tight end. and And he went from that to hanging himself – alone in a jail cell with rumors swirling about about him being a homosexual and that was the cause for his epic downfall this is a, a, a shakespearean tragedy
3: you know right. this is it's, this is it's like lawrence phillips for example you know in mm, and what happened with I him lawrence like phillips. The, yeah you know guy after guy and he ended up what he ended up killing his cellmate and then he killed himself as well but you know that that's the downfall of of anybody who's in the limelight, I feel like, whether you're an actor, or entertainer, or somebody who's used to being on stage and in front of everybody with all the eyes on you, if you're playing in front of 100,000 people every week and then all of a sudden you got nobody, that's that's devastating to somebody who thrives off of that.
0: Listen, this is part of my preparation for playing Charles Green on Ballers was to speak to guys, and that was something that was a consistency that you heard, which was that there's a brotherhood in the locker room and you come out, you're playing for 100,000 people a week since for, for since the four years of college. Millions
3: on TV. Millions you
0: know? on TV. But I'm talking about live. And there's nothing. You has any right, performance. Right. There's nothing like the live feedback from the audience. Oh, yeah. So you're talking 100%. about four years minimum, you know, the four years in college, and then however long you've been doing it in the show, Right. and then you step out and you're alone. It takes a toll, and different guys take it in different ways. Um, originally I thought that the Aaron Hernandez thing had a lot to do with potentially CTE, right? But the more I read, the less I think that that has anything to do with it. I think that he just was bugging it out potentially, and some things went the wrong way, and there was nothing, you know. I think that he well, just how I feel made like some bad this decisions. plays out
3: with regards to the NFL draft. Stories like this, I think, play out in teams are going to start doing more due diligence. Teams are going to start doing more background investigations. You know what I mean? If you have in today's social media world, you can have somebody like, um, for example, Pepsi put out an ad now and you get the backlash and they remove the ad, you know? And I think that kind of mentality, you know, it it, it dives into sports too because at the end of the day, you're going to get called out by everybody on social media if you make a, a bad decision. You know what I mean? You're going to get called out no matter what, even if you think it's a good decision. You know what I mean? There's a There's a group of people out there who are going to voice their opinion and Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff is so strong that it ends up, you know, forcing corporate companies to change their outlook on things. And the NFL, you know, people call it the no fun league. You know, once you start, you know, giving the image of the the NFL, a bad image and a bad rap, they're going to get rid of you. Yeah, it's
0: a serious situation. I think, I think that it's about—and and that intimates that it's about money, which is unfortunate. Right, but I don't think that— And Rod- not about these guys being, you know, good or bad or right or wrong. Right. I don't think that the NFL cares, actually. I don't think Roger Goodell cares what people think because, you know— No, they don't. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They Really, they'll do a— a surface background check on these guys, but they really don't care who you bring in the league as long as you can generate some capital for them for a little while, and then you're disposable. You're disposable income for these guys, and you just have to recognize that as an NFL player, you know, because what what kind of stuff do they do for them after the fact? They don't even have guaranteed contracts, you know, so you have to look at stuff like that to recognize that they really don't care.
3: And yeah. they're willing to they're willing to bench th- this star, the poster boy of the NFL, and then making that decision to bench Brady. I think reinforced the fact that 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 they make these decisions and they do it without anybody being able to question them. And I feel like they got a re- they got a lot of respect for acting in that manner, but it's it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Do you turn your back on people or, or, or do you, or do you give them a the the second support? chance? Right.
0: Very tricky. So you're heading out to the draft, huh?
3: Yeah, man, I'll be in Philly, and I, man, I can't even tell you how excited I am. It's like almost like Christmas, you know. I've watched it <laughs> every year, you know, since I can remember. You know, being able to oh, wow. watch TV, and uh, it should be exciting, man. It should be exciting, and just being in that atmosphere, and and just seeing people follow their dreams, man. And that's what we're all about with CLA Sports too. You know, we've watched a lot of these kids play since they were freshmen in high school, and to see them chase their dreams and stay true and stay on the path, it, it's amazing, them.
0: Fantastic.
3: All right, AP.
0: Well, thanks for calling in. Appreciate your take on the draft. Uh, who do you have going number one?
3: Number one, I think there's no way uh, Miles Garrett doesn't go number one. You know, how do you pass on somebody like that? You know, is
0: he's a new he gives you a new he's version he's of beast be mode, Jamarcus a defensive uh,
3: beast mode. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. He will not be a Jamarcus Russell. So you know, let's not even go down that road and have that conversation right now because it hurts my heart. <laughs>
0: Hey, Peter Raiders fan, thanks for calling in. Appreciate having you on the Ozone. All
3: right, oh, All right, T, man. Right, Stay up, guys. Great. Appreciate you having me.
2: All right. Hey, Poor, time on the Ozone. I know.
0: Poor kid. He's all into the Raiders like that. It's just terrible. Man, you know what? I got a strange feeling that the Raiders might win a championship it's going to put me in a very awkward position <laughs> while they're still in the Oakland. Uh I had some fights this weekend that I didn't watch. Did you get a chance to watch him? Didn't get the chance. Uh, but nah, the the main fight, nothing happened that was a surprise. Yeah. Berto got the crap beat out of him by Sean Porter. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why Myrtle Al did makes did the that Myrtle. fight. I I don't know. I mean, the only thing that the good that comes out of that is that it just goes to nullify that being Floyd Mayweather's last fight even further. Um, you know, Sean Porter's a good fighter. I heard there were some issues with the head butts, which is unfortunate. But headbutts, no headbutts. However you put it, Berto wasn't going to beat Porter. Berto's been through too many wars and battles. He was a really, really good fighter in his prime. He hasn't been a good fighter what three, four years now. I don't know if it's been that long, but it's been a while. Uh And he, he just, he, he gave too much. He, he received too much punishment. Right. And it is what it is. Um, But that, you know, that's part of the boxing game. For those of you who watched it, I hope uh, Showtime put on a good, good card for you. Um, and the main thing that Showtime Porter was saying was is that this puts him in line for that rematch against Keith Thurman. Which I thought he won in the first place. And Keith Thurman jumped in the ring and said, let's get it on. He should. Yeah, well, Keith Thurman, that's one thing you'll never say is that he he, won't fight. Yeah, he's not running from people. He ain't running from nobody. He wants to fight everybody. Uh, And then the one that that was a bit of a surprise is the Gabe Rosado-Murray fight, and I heard a lot. I saw a lot on Twitter. I was busy this weekend, but I heard a lot about... People thinking Gabe Gabe Rosado won that fight. I want to cut to ES News clip with uh, Gabe Rosado live on a FaceTime and see what he had to say.
1: I had him winning seven of five, and I was being very generous because I thought he wanted – he was hitting you in the balls because he wanted to be disqualified because he couldn't land a legitimate punch. Look at your face, first of all. I don't know if you can see. Well, you can't, but Saturday, bro. Look at my face. Clean. And And what do you say? And, And he's acting afterwards like he's a big shot. Man, it was a ridiculous scorecard, bro. Like he hit me in my nuts four or five times. No point deduction. He held on the whole fight. I'm saying if the fight was close going into the championship rounds, I I closed the championship rounds. You won. I had you winning four out of four in the last. Listen, I
0: had him hurt. I had him hurt. I hurt him to the body. I hurt him up top. I'm saying he was holding on. I I
3: thought. I, I thought I. I thought I boxed him. You know what I mean? I boxed him in the early rounds, but my, my trainer asked me to apply pressure in the later rounds, which I did. I, I felt
0: like I did what I wanted to do in the fight. But, you know, man, it was just crazy, bro. I, you know, one scorecard, 119, 109 was
1: ridiculous. Well, my theory is, and I may be wrong, but the guy's from Poland, maybe they told him, if you want to come back to the UK, make sure our guy wins. I don't know. Maybe it's way off, but it looks, it's you won the fight. There's no way that you will minus... 10, 11 points. No way. I don't care how, what fight you watched. Bro, what, what kind of reactions do you get from fans, officials, TV personalities?
0: You know, I get a lot, of, a lot of the fans in the UK were showing me love. And a lot of them is like, look, I'm a Brit. But I'm being honest. You won that fight. You know, I'm getting
3: that from a lot of fans. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of fans saying, look, I'm, I was going for Martin Murray. I'm a Martin Murray fan.
2: But, you know, you won. You know. Um,
0: and what can you do? I mean, there seems to be an epidemic now in sports with guys going below the belt. We're seeing a lot of this lately. And bad scoring. That's in boxing. Yeah. This is boxing. Once again, which makes me go back to the idea that every single person that's scoring the fight officially should have to show their card during the fight. I don't understand. It's the only sport that you play where you don't know what position you're in. If I'm golfing and, and T is 7 under and I'm 14 over, I know I'm getting blown out. It's, right. it's all bad. Well, in boxing, it hurts a little bit too. It could be counterproductive as well because look at Meldrick Taylor when he fought Julio Cesar Chavez. His corner in that last round was telling him that he really needed to win that round. And he didn't really need to win that round. Yeah, but if he knew the score going into the last round, he would have known that. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. My point is is that I, I agree with what you think, which is... The judges should have to do a press conference just like the, the fighters right. and everybody does. Answer some questions. They should have to answer to Ellie and all of the reporters right. and journalists. And, you know, I mean, we're opinion guys. We're not journalists, but they should have to answer to us. They need Man, to yeah. answer to somebody. you, gotta you, you got to answer. Come <laughs> on, you untied dog. <laughs> and so, so I don't understand why it's okay in boxing to not know the score. And 119 to 109, from what I understand. Is this the only sport that you don't actually know the score? Think about that. That's what I just told you. That that's what I was trying to tell you last time when we wow. talked when we talked to Anthony Durrell. Yeah. It's the only sport where you don't know the score. Name me a sport where you don't know the score while the game is going on. There's no there's no game. There's no sport. And that's a key element. So that you need to know what it is that you need to do. 119 109, that's saying that he got shut out. Yeah. And, I mean, you can look at my man, and that's what he was just saying. He said, yo, I just fought 12 rounds Saturday. Look at my face, B. I'm good. And that's, now go show Martin right? Martin. That's my man. This dude's a good Christian brother, man. He uh, goes to, to Mosaic. Mm-hmm. I love this dude. I love game. And they cheated him. And this is what's dirty about boxing. Yeah, because it's not about that. No, and that's not right. And then on top of that, they don't have a union. All of you big money boxers is listening out there, man. Put together a union. Yeah, Get something together so that it's not just promoters and gangsters and whatnot that run the game and fleece the fighters and fleece you guys. And then when you run out of money, now you just you you you're, you're you have stuck. brain damage. You got brain damage, and you've you've maximized. You've already exhausted your earning potential. This is a serious problem for you. What are you going to do? Now you become a a a, a, a basically a mascot, right? You have to go around hoping you're hanging out somebody in gyms, bone. hoping somebody throws you a bone. You're gonna fight some more fights just because you're gonna be. I have to trade on your name, and at that point, you're gonna be too old. Some young kid's gonna come in and clean your clock, which furthers the damage from the, 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 the CTE, ropes. knock you through the road, hit your head on the floor, all kind of coaches type madness. Come on, man, come on, boxers get it together. I love the sport. it has been a serious decline for the past decade. And there's some great fights to be made right now. That's this is the part about it. You can't get these guys to fight to, I don't know, to save your life, man. These guys. That's wh- not them, no. It's yeah, you it's you talk them. to these fighters. Yeah, not them. The fighters. The Anthony Durrell will fight anybody in his weight he class sure or close to his weight class. He sure will. And so will his brother. Yeah. And so will a lot of the fighters. The fighters aren't the problem. And give you a good it's, fight. It's yeah, it's the politics that go in behind it. I remember when I did that movie, it was called uh Undefeated. I think it was called Undefeated. When we when we did the movie. Um, damn, I can't even remember what the name of the movie was. It was, but, it was but I'm talking about what, what, what it was before. Uh, oh. It was called uh, Infamous. With John Leguizamo on HBO, uh, and I learned that the boxer usually walks away with 20% of whatever that purse is. After the taxes, after his managers, after his corner men, after, after the man at the concession stand, after mm. everybody gets his hands in the pocket of the boxer. And the boxer ends up with less than 20% of the actual dollar amount for the most part. You have a handful of guys like the Lennox Lewis's of the world who actually ran their own promotion companies and whatnot, uh-huh. who did well and were able to walk away with their minds about them. But then you have a, a lot of guys, like I mean, a tragic story is is the champ Big Daddy's Riddick Bo. Yeah. And things just and it didn't go the right way. And he had to take those fights in Japan where he's fighting. Yeah, he fighting you know, Thailand, uh, fighting these little guys. Come on, and man. The kickboxing and, yeah. fights and the guy's kicking his legs and he can't stand up straight. Come on, man. It's not right. Now, what I think is going to be right, and I cannot wait to watch, is this weekend's fight It's finally here, going down at Wembley Stadium. 90,000 people will be live on hand for the Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko fight. I think Klitschko gets knocked out. I wonder if he gets knocked out. I I think Klitschko Klitschko. loses, but I don't know if he gets knocked out. That kid, I think that the first couple rounds, I think that, If Klitschko wins the fight, he wins in the first five rounds because what I believe is is that if that kid can get his nerves under control Uh and the moment isn't too big, the lights aren't too bright, if he can just get himself under control then he can use his youth and his athleticism and his speed to actually dominate the older fighter. Yeah, I don't see this fight going to distance. I don't think this fight can go to the distance. These are two big punchers. These big punchers. Yeah, and the heavyweight division not like these uh you know little guys. Yeah, yeah. little guys where you throw 200 punches around. No. No, these guys get you out of there. And <laughs> they if, get you in they, trouble and they yeah, get you out if of somebody there. Somebody gets hit hard early, somebody goes to sleep and to me it's Joshua at this point because he's a younger, he doesn't have as much experience, but I don't think especially watching Klitschko the last two fights I haven't seen anything to make me think that he's he's definitely not getting better. So I don't see anything that's going to help him overcome a youngster that's up and coming. And he's hungry, and he's hungry, very hungry. Feed he it. wants it. He's an untied dog. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, <laughs> he out. there walking the street. <laughs> ah. <laughs> hey, he might even get uh, huh,
2: along. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's an anti-dog. He is. You know, and so it's not now, w- now, who's the money on? The money is on Anthony Joshua, mm. which is why, truthfully, it makes you kind of want to bet on, on the old man. To, yeah, to the time. Now, here's the thing. The power never goes anywhere, and I have not seen Anthony Joshua get hit. This is, this is, this is why I'm really anxious to watch this fight. You know I what, know that Klitschko doesn't do well with getting hit. Right. He's not That's used to getting sense. hit. He doesn't do well <laughs> doesn't with getting He doesn't do hit. well with getting hit. But what he does do His well brother with does. is that one-two. Yeah, the Klitschko brothers got a one-two for that ass.
3: Yeah, but the thing of
0: it is, man, that dude's been living too good. Man, he's, he's been, been he's been at the good. vineyard. He's having all kind of age prime rib. He's doing Ooh, all kind of come 60 on, man, 65 Come on, sixty-five, sixty-five day age prime rib for the champ. Yeah, come on, man. That, so now you want him to go out there and take a take a, an atomic bomb yeah. to the champ? He's not interested. I'm good. Let me just get out of here and get back to the vineyard, and you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't see him. I can't. Stranger things have happened, but I don't see him getting by this kid. How old is Klitschko now? I think it's 40 or 42. <laughs> yeah, it might come even be on, man. 42. Come on, man. I don't see it. Wow. Uh, and on the other notes, we have uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Rena- announced his retirement from NASCAR today. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it was a surprise. And then you know a lot of those guys have end up having brain damage and CT and stuff. He he just suffered a con- concussion. That's one of the things that made him want to retire, I do believe. Maybe he's seeing double vision. Could be, and that's a precision sport, man. You can't mess around. I mean, I don't feel like those guys get enough credit for being athletes. Great athletes. These are are guys are great athletes, man. And now, but but now NASCAR is losing its. uh, They're losing its stars uh, because Earnhardt retired this year. I think last year. Hold on, let me look it up because there are a lot of guys who just recently retired, and. uh, I think it was Carl Edwards might have retired last year. We have, over the past three years, the three biggest stars have retired. Let's put mm-hmm. it like that. And it's a, uh, you got Carl Edwards is going to retire. You got you got Dale Earnhardt that's about to retire. There's a lot of guys in NASCAR that are retiring that are like. Well, in sports in general, I like to see these younger guys enjoying their life and retiring early and and enjoying their money. And their time, they give up I a agree lot. With that. You know, they give up a lot of time and stuff to stay. They're dedicated. Yeah, yeah, they're dedicated, and so you can't enjoy your life like you should be able to in that time period. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. In so, in the prime, yeah, of, in your the life, prime of your, your life, while you're in prime one twelve. Yeah. So so let these guys retire a little bit early, and then save their body and their brains, and go ahead and enjoy themselves. You know. Yeah, and just live. Live. Yeah. enjoy your children. Enjoy you know, all of it. Wow. Yeah, so that you got that. Oh, you know we didn't cover was uh, Adrian Peterson going to the Saints. Yeah, right. I don't even understand the reason why the Saints would pick him up because they have two good running backs and they really don't run the ball. <laughs> they refuse to run the ball. Drew Brees is going to throw the ball even if it's third and one. one first and one, he's going to throw the ball. Let me tell you something. If you allow, if you play pass only against Adrian Peterson, you better hope he gets hurt because he's, he's, he's going to get the ball. Yeah, he's going to be. But if, yeah. if they don't play any defense, it's not going to matter anyway. Yeah, but he's going to be behind Ingram, and Ingram is better than he is. And you, so you can't, I mean, it really doesn't matter with that situation. I just don't understand. I would feel like he would have been a better uh, situation for him with the Giants. The Giants are now talking about getting LeGarrett Blunt. Yeah. But but I feel like eight people would probably be better. You think These guys get 30 years old, and can you believe it? Their career is over. Man. Jamal Charles is begging for a job now. That's unbelievable. Your favorite player. He's one Jamal of my Charles. favorites, and he's got to <laughs> beg for a job. Uh,
3: Jamal, come on go the show, hire man. Treat your boy
0: right. Why don't you go hire him? You love Jamal. I would hire him. You love him. We got tips because and notes. you got so many bums in the league. Let him go. I mean, the Jaguars don't have anybody. They got Calais Campbell. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> run the ball. <laughs> The Jaguars needed a running back for years. They needed one. Side note, looks like Derek Jeter and Jeb Bush are gonna pick up the Marlins. That just broke. Yeah, that should be pretty good uh, deal. That's gonna be good. Miami, Jeter. I mean, I don't see the there's no I don't see the downside. <laughs> right. And uh hopefully he won't end up like the um, uh, you know, these other owners like Michael Jordan and him who can't see the forest for the trees. I don't get that feeling from J.D. I J. I don't either. Because he was a he was a humble superstar. Yes. He was never, you know, and I think baseball being the failure sport, I don't think that rule applies like it does <laughs> in the other sports. Right. I Probably don't think it, it applies. Because uh the past few owners that have been in the Marlins, uh that have owned the Marlins, they just milked the, the situation the situation out there. They've milked the Miami area, you know. Right. As far as getting getting all these top name players. Trying to fill the seats one year and then getting rid of all of them, right? And for my uh, puck watch, I don't know much about hockey, but I'm rooting for the Ducks because I'm a homer. Since the Kings aren't around, yeah, you said you want to get a game in. Didn't I think you? I might go get me a game. I don't know if they, if they advance, but I know that the Caps came back in advance. Everybody was nervous about it. The Caps won in overtime, and now they are moving to the next round. And I think that's the Caps. Still, man, Washington has looked serious all year. And it's a, I think they're going to be a problem. You can look for them playing for that, for Stanley's Cup, for Lord Stanley's Cup. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. You got anything else that you want to cover? Untied Dog? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty complete. It's pretty thorough. It was a a thorough, thorough show. I mean, I'm thorough, Bailey. I'm losing my voice. So here we go. We're going to end you with a, a quote to make you think. And it is from George William Curtis. It is not the ship so much as the skillful sailing that assures the prosperous voyage. It's deep right there. It's deep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Ozone. I am Omar Miller, your host, and I will see you soon.
3: Ozone. Up and down. Hang up alleyway With a groove I only got We shall all be moved Ready or not, yeah